Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we talk books, drink booze, and have beards. Alright, as always, I am Bob of Tells by Bob. I'm the Ask the Podcast, Derek. I am creative consultant, Tanya. And, uh, it's Poetry Month, bitches. Whoop, whoop. And, uh, so... Let's get classy up in this. Bitch. Every... Every episode this month, we're going to read you a some bitchin' poem. And pour a few stanzas of one because yeah. nine is just too many for Bob. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so, kind of a thing, part of that, it didn't all fit on one sheet of paper. And I really wanted it on one sheet of paper. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Function, so, function over form? What is that? So, this, function? this week... Uh, I don't so much care for this poem as much as I care about the story about this poem. So this poem is Kubla Khan by mm. Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Um, so a little background on this story. Uh, in the preface to this, uh, he said the poem was composed one night after he experienced an, opi- an opium-influenced dream. Yikes. After reading a book uh, describing Xanadu, the summer palace of the Mongol ruler and emperor Kublai Khan. Um, and they re- they found another like uh, copy of it that had a few little changes. Like it's like, oh man, we found this in this archive. It was a huge deal. Um, and on the notes, uh, apparently it was, uh, he took the opium because of some digestive issues. Yikes. Um, he had the poops? <laughs> yeah. Um, Great. So, but, so he woke up and said he woke up out of this dream and the entire poem was just there in his head. So he just runs over and immediately just starts writing it down. And he gets like, uh, he said it was originally going to be like 200 to 300 lines. But he was interrupted by a person from Porlock. That's that's in quotes. And you can actually wiki a person from Porlock. It's a thing. Um, it, uh, it, it's a term that people use now, like to be like, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't finish it because I got interrupted kind of deal. Hmm. And uh, it's been used in like some books and stuff like that. Uh, Just somebody D- who like shows up. Douglas up Adams, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. He wrote a series called the, or he wrote two books, a Dirk Gently Holistic Detective Agency, mm-hmm. uh, which got BBC made to a couple series. I've heard great things, but it, Dirk Gently is the person from Porlock, as it turns out. Hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, he left it unpublished and kept it for private readings for his friends until 1816, when, at the prompting of Lord Byron, it got published. Hmm. So I just really like that the thought of he woke up with this entire poem just in his head. In his head, and he just tried My to write it down. My dad likes this poem. So. Yeah. In Xanadu did Kubla Khan a stately pleasure dome decree where Alf the sacred river ran through caverns measureless to man down to a sunless sea. So twice five miles of fertile ground with walls and towers were girdled round, and there were gardens bright with sinuous rills where blossomed many an incense-bearing tree, and here were forests ancient as the hills enfolding sunny spots of greenery. But oh, that deep romantic chasm which slanted down the green hill athwart a cedarn cover a savage place, as holy and enchanted, as air beneath a waning moon was haunted by woman wailing for her demon lover. And from this chasm with ceaseless turmoil seething, as if this flat as if 
well, as if this earth in fast, thick pants were breathing, a mighty fountain momentarily was forced. Amid whose swift, half-intermittent burst, huge fragments vaulted like rebounding hail, or chaffy grain beneath the thresher's flail. And mid these dancing rocks at once and ever, it flung up momentarily the sacred river. Five miles meandering with a, with a mazy motion, through wood and dale the sacred river ran, then reached the caverns measureless to man, and sank in tumult to a lifeless ocean. And mid this tumult Kubla heard from afar, ancestral voices prophesying war. The shadow of the dome of pleasure floated midwave on the waves, where was heard the mingled measure from the fountain and the caves. It was a miracle of rare device, a sunny pleasure dome with caves of ice. A damsel with a dulcimer in a vision once I saw was an Abyssinian maid, and on her dulcimer she played, singing of Mount Abora. Could I revive within me her symphony and song, to such a deep delight t'would win me. That with music loud and long I would build that dome in air, that sunny dome, those caves of ice, and all who heard should see them there. And all should cry, beware, beware. His flashing eyes, his floating hair, weave a circle round him thrice. And close your eyes with holy dread, for he on honey dew hath fed and drunk the milk of paradise. Yeah. All right. Yes. Fancy. Poach month, bitches. Jazz claps. All right. Now let's get into the meat of this shit. That one huh. didn't fit on one page. It didn't. Well, it wasn't going to fit with my notes. Okay. Anyway, so, okay. but it fell on two pages. Okay. All right. Like, so like this it. week we decided that we were, so there's a ongoing discussion in the fantasy community about uh, authors who are taking a long time to finish their series. Their sweet damned time. And it could be argued that perhaps the three worst offenders are Scott Lynch, of the uh, Gentleman, Bastards. Gentleman Bastard series, George R. R. Martin of his A Song of Ice and Fire, and Patrick Rothfuss of his uh, he, King wrote, he wrote Chronicles. he wrote something I can't even remember really. Um, <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> and so uh, Derek has a strong affinity for uh, Rothfuss, and Tanya is the only one of us who's read all the current uh, germ books. Germ books and. Uh, so I got stuck with Lynch. And, stuck. Uh, <laughs> and so we decided that we were going to talk about a little bit about uh, wh- where are these authors at? What are they doing instead what, of giving what's us the going books on? we want? Who, and who's, who's the worst offender? Is any of them an offender? What What's going on here? So I'll, I'll, I think I'll start us off. Okay. All right. Set the tone. So Lynch. Scott Lynch. He wrote uh, The Lies of Locke Lamora, which is top five fantasy book of the past decade. Uh, it's... Oh, can't say decade now. Uh, 20 years. <laughs> 15, 15. You can say 15 years. It's amazing. Came out in 2006. And so then Red Seas Under Red Skies came out the very next year. Really? Yeah. I didn't actually realize that. 2007. Seven, uh, actually, seven days short of a full year. Hmm. The Republic of Thieves, the third book, came out in 2013. Okay, so six years later. This is the third book, and it, it at that point, had taken the longest to write. Because between the last book and that one, he had been diagnosed with depression mm-hmm. and got divorced. 
life happened. Yeah, it was not not good. Okay. What was that phrase that you just said? Not the guy good. who shows up, he got interrupted by a Oh, the man from Poor Poor Yeah, Walk. showed up. Fuck yeah. the shit up. There you go. All right. So, good one. Uh, Yay, yeah. Relevant. Okay. So, <laughs> this was the most depressing thing I've almost ever seen. I'm on Goodreads, right? Yeah. There's a Goodreads page for the fourth book. Oh. So that's all right. So the third book came out 2013, and yeah. we've been waiting ever since. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there was a co- so there's already a page. There has been a page for the fourth book for three. No, since 2014. Yeah. They they announced the cover for this book in 2014. All right. What the fuck. Yeah. Here, here's the cover. We have literally no content. That's weird. Well, if you look at the cover, well, you, Scott Lynch has made it clear that the fourth book is going to be about a war. A war breaks out. And so the thinking is that maybe the, the bastards impersonate soldiers, maybe. So the cover is very martial. There's like guy in armor on the cover. I'm intrigued by this because I've read the other two and I know what happens at the end of the third book. It's a va- the war with the Vadrins apparently is Mm. all right so anyway so uh he so i'm I'm on the goodreads page for the thorn of emberlane is the title of the fourth book great name it is uh i'm on i'm on i'm on the page and there's a comment that was said in uh october of 2013 by sarah said Let's hope it takes less than six years. That is all I need to be happy. Oh, poor Sarah. Poor Sarah. <laughs> poor Sarah. So here we are, Womp six womp. years later. Uh, uh, what What day? October. It just said October. So uh, not... <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so what has he been doing, right? That's... That's that's kind of the question. What, yeah. What, 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 what's all... Your Scott, world's built. Yeah, what's Scotland up to? Well, all right, so the world is kind of built, but at least the first two books, they take place in very different parts of the world. Mm. So, like, he does kind of... And the third book takes place in a very different yep. place as well. So, like, every... He kind uh, of explores new locations every time. Okay. And he goes real deep on the... Okay. His world His world building is pretty exceptional. Yeah. Um, He's... I would world. argue... I, and have I, on this podcast argued that it is too much if we are going to change locations every time. But that's a point of contention between me and Derek. But, you know, it it's exceptional world building. Okay. So, what's he been doing? Well, first off, he got married. Yay. To Elizabeth Bear, who... Yay. Yeah, if y'all know the... She's a... She's I recognize a, the name. She's, uh, she's a well-regarded author. Oh. Okay. So, he's... He got buried to her, moved, apparently moved across the country, yada, yada, cool. yada. Um, so that was cool. Uh, that happened in 2016. Oh. So uh, got married, gotten settled. Um, he's written uh, some novelettes. Hmm. Uh, a Year and a Day in Old Theradane came in fourth in the Running in the Locust Awards for Best Novelette in 2015. Nice. Uh, the Smoke of Gold is Glory came in 25th the next year. And then the rise, the fall and rise of the house of the wizard Malkuril came out last year. Um, so, do you know what any of these are? Like, no. Okay. Uh, I know. I'm just curious if they, they are in the world. The last one I know isn't in. Okay. It's it's standalone ish. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's been doing that. 
but we know he's still writing. In uh, at the beginning of last year, he did a huge long Twitter thread talking about and asking for help. He's like, basically, hey, I'm writing a character that's a gay dude. He's like, and I'm straight. Help and, me out here. And he went in depth talking about his views on like him trying to write a gay guy, and he's basically asking like, hey, gay men. Could you write me in and like what do you, when you look at dudes when you look at dudes like what is it that catches your eye yeah like could you write me and tell me about that so oh speaking that of which though. this reminds me <laughs> going back a couple episodes the word I couldn't remember I need to start doing a bonus podcast where it's all the shit that Ryan catches and he's like every time he listens to an episode he just messages me like this is this this is this. Ralph Bakshi, Ralph Bakshi, I fucked everything. I said movies that he didn't direct. He did direct. I forgot his most famous movie, which is Fritz the Cat. Um, but also, the word I was looking for was sensitivity reader. Oh, the, not the diversity yeah. editor guy. Sensitivity, sensitivity reader. reader. The publishers hire sensitivity readers and have been for uh, okay. a long time now. Cool, great. Anyway, so someone on there suggested like oh well you should just hire a sensitivity reader and i in my mind is like you think that they're not going to do that like yeah you I don't mean, need to tell him to hire one that's one of those things, though, like that's kind of a dumb thing to tell an author because like okay yeah um so this author wants to write this entire story and bear his soul and then have someone be like Nah, you got to go back and change. Like he's got to change enough stuff. He'd like he's he's asking time. for information yeah. so he can write the thing so the sensitivity can yeah. reader can read it when it's done so the editor can edit it when it's done. Like Instead he's asking of, for hey yeah you know what what is the thing that sets so, you off yeah so like, all right yeah, so he's working we know that. he's working on it so when are we going to get it never well so I'm this is not the first time it's happened but. Amazon has a release date of November of, of this year. 2019? Of 2019. Mm. And Book Depository also has a release date, but it's a different date than Amazon. Uh, and in related news, Scott Lynch has posted some stuff saying he's going to overhaul his website. There's some big news coming. Apparently, the rights just got optioned again. Someone had optioned the rights to the movies, but they expired. And apparently someone has come along and has now optioned them again? a second time. Hmm. So, and I doubt that they would be just raring to option it again if, it's there, like, wasn't something if coming. there wasn't something coming. So, I think it is reasonable to suspect that within a year we will have the fourth book. Hmm. Interesting. The real okay. question now is, do I want to read it? Yeah. All right. Tanya. Okay. So. So the final season of Game of Thrones is coming up. Yeah. Real soon. Yes. Next week. This this weekend. When Fig- you hear this episode, I think it's on Sunday. Figured out that the uh, finale is uh, when I'm on oh, a cruise. cruise. Oh, nice. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Nice. Just avoid the internet forever. Yeah, my mom was... Super not happy about that. Eh, well, you're gonna have to pay for that data. Yeah, it's what I, I was, stream an episode she, in she Alaska. Was, she was like, "You think we can watch it on the ship somehow?" I'm like, "Well, Mama, Ugh. enough money. We can probably figure it out." Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Just pay pay to stream. So, um, you know, we've got our final season of Game of Thrones starts on Sunday. Um, it's we're we're not gonna get the final wins. We're not gonna get wins of winter this year. Um, I think you might could get it this no. year. No. No. Let me. Okay. Hear, hear me out. 
in December, George R. You know, end of last year, they put out. Shut up. (laughs) Oh my God, guys. Like, last year, (laughs) um, he put out Fire and Blood at the end of the year, in the fall of last year. And he had talked about, like, well, I don't know if I'm going to do Winds of Winter or if I'm going to do Fire and Blood or if I'm going to do Fire and Blood and then Winds of Winter and then a second Fire and Blood. I don't know. But he put out Fire and Blood. And so he says that Winds of Winter, we're, we're going to get we're going to get it. But he, he said that in December on his live journal, because what is he doing instead of writing the next two books? It's supposed to be two. The final two books. The final two. Books. I know the answer to this. I have a list. He's trying to revive Live Journal. He's like he's the only person still on there. I think so. I think so. He's keeping it alive, yeah, purely so that he can stay on it. So he blogs. He wrote Fire and Blood Part One, that Targaryen history book. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been editing the Wild Card book series. That's now a TV show. Um, He wrote two novellas set in Westeros. To to be clear, the Wild Card stuff. He's been editing that for For like twenty years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. TV show. Yeah, they're they're optioned it for a TV show. Oh, it's been optioned. It's not already out, right? It is. It's not out yet. It's not out yet. But I think they've like casting and recording kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's supposed like, to be. It's, it's a real. It's it is happening. It's a thing. I, was, I was about to get wild cards salty a thing if thing. I had not already seen. No, it. wild cards is going to be a thing. Thing. Okay, cool. He wrote two novellas that are set in Westeros. He's written plenty of short stories. He's been working that con circuit. He's wrote actually four episodes of the Game of Thrones television show, not just you know the books. He did a cameo in Sharknado three. Yeah, which is. The peak of... Yeah, I mean, that was the peak of his Great. career. You know, and, and lots of editing and of, you know, sci-fi, fantasy... Because, let's be real, anthologies, that's, what, that's he what he is. He's an editor. Right. But uh, he did turn down a cameo for this final season of Game of Thrones because he didn't think he could spare the time because he's, you know, just working diligently yeah. to bring us winds of winter. We're never going to get a dream of spring. I have no dreams of spring of spring okay. and which makes me sad. And you know, we've talked about this previously about authors don't owe us anything, but by yes, fucking they do <laughs> like, no man, you, you tell oh, me, no, I'm not you tell me we're going to get five of these things or whatever. Well, you, technically give, give when he started, he told you you were only going to get three. And then he changed it to five. Well, and then, then he changed no, it to seven. He, had he stopped at three, it would have been a much better series because books four and five while, okay are not really that great he splits them off into the same timeline but two different locations he adds all of this fucking sand bit oh what the fuck were their names yeah no one gives a fuck about them and the like salty sisters and shit sand snakes yes sand snakes thank you no (laughs) one gives a shit I thought people might have liked them more in the books than they did in the show. Because I know everybody no, hated them in the show. No, man. No. Oh, and, so oh my God, we too? spent so much time talking about the fucking Kings, like King's Moot or some shit. Where, uh... Greyjoys. The Greyjoy bullshit. No one cares. <laughs> he went off on tangents. No, he went off on fucking tangents in books four and five. And now he's got to bring all that shit back together in books six and seven. I know why he's taking so fucking long. He's having to reread, figure out what the fuck he was doing. Because he started doing too much. All right. right. You think he ain't ain't got a Bible? All right. Okay. So, so, okay. But it's not, it's, it feels bad when you're passionate and you want, you want the rest of the story, but 
you know, know he is. About that. He's there's a lot of he he says that there's a lot of pressure. And this is kind of what you've mentioned that Rothis has had a thing about like there's a lot of pressure to produce something great. Yeah. That when he was writing the books initially, yeah, cool. There were people he reading it to tell a good story, but now it's yeah, but a now horror. it's like blown the fuck up, and so he's got all this pressure to produce something great. And he's also admitted he has a problem with deadlines. Um, so. You know, there's that, and he's got to fall into this, like, trance-like state in order to be able to write. And he's having trouble just getting into the trance where the world falls away. What was the Um, most recent uh, core book called? What was the name of it? Dance of Dragons. That was in 2011. 2011. So, you know, he wrote the first Game of Thrones. That was 1996. Two years later, they released clash of kings that was in 98 two years later we got storm of swords that's 2000 five years later we got feast for crows that's 2005 six years later we got dance with dragons in 2011 i want these books right now because i have needs and by god give me what i want the last two books weren't that good tanya (laughs) <laughs> but I need to know what happens. Here's the thing is like, I'm going to get the fan fiction version by watching this final season of Game of Thrones. I'm going to get the fanfic. I want to know what actually happens because Jon Snow. Oh God. Uh, do I spoil this? Fuck it. No, I won't. So the book leaves on all of these cliffhangers and you know, the TV show's kind of wrapped up some of that, but like, is that really what happens? I don't know. Yeah. The, is that what they just want to tell me because it Doesn't works that good for TV? Exciting? No. <laughs> okay. So, but page for page, he's writing about as quickly as J.K. Rowling did for Harry Potter. His books are just thicker. There's, there's he just has, he just yeah. has more meat on it. So page for page, he's writing about as quickly as J.K. Rowling. So that. Makes me feel a little better, but looking at the chart, we're looking at like 2025 before we get A Dream of Spring, and it makes me a sad panda. Okay. Derek. Just because you mentioned that, uh, I'll be talking about Rothfuss. Right. Um, Rothfuss actually, they did the math. He was on a cruise, or he was on a con with a very prolific writer whose name I'm blanking on right now, but someone was giving him shit, basically, about not writing as much as him. And the other guy was like, actually, um, I've done the math. He has written the same amount of words in the same amount of time, if not slightly more. I just have shorter books. Yeah. And I don't rewrite as much as him. Yeah. So That's fair. Like, I've been working. He's literally worked the same amount as I have. Yeah. Just, but anyways, so I'm going to come at this from a different direction. Okay. So, first of all, what is what has Rothfuss been doing He's world been, builders world which is just was uh i, I want to say ended at the end of the year or it's normally around there yeah so he's been real interestingly enough he's been really busy with that until recently as soon as that was over he has not been active almost at all anywhere oh. online Ooh, so he might actually be like hunkered down writing he's not been blogging Ooh. he's got like maybe two or three blogs since the end of the I think since like December or something like that. Yeah, he's been he's been missing. Hmm. And recently, that's exciting. Recently, people have he's been talking to people, and uh, they were basically like, "What have you been up to?" And he's like, "What have I been up to?" 
I've been getting my literary house in order. Ooh, I like it. And he's like, like and he's it. like, because I have a couple of long, I have a couple of, uh, I forget exactly how he put it, but basically I have a couple of projects that I would like to get done. Now this, I will read the quote for. Okay. Um, he says the time frame, and this is my joke, is that he has set a time, a, a release date okay. for book three, and it is... <clears throat> Oh, I actually went off it because I was looking up something. Basically, well, before the heat death of the universe. Oh, okay. cool. That right. was basically, he was just like, <laughs> yes. I have to get these things done before the heat death of the universe. Yeah. Yes, please. Please. Yeah. So, please. But he's been fairly missing okay. recently. That's exciting news. Yeah. Um, uh, except for, and for those who don't know that much about Patrick Rothfuss, Patrick Rothfuss is pretty famous not only for his World Builders uh, fundraiser, but also... Because he is very outspoken about mental health issues, yeah. and uh, he has not shied away from the fact that he has suffered for a very long time from, uh, I'll, we'll just say, mental health stuff. I, I mean, it's depression. I can't remember if there, I'm pretty sure there was anxiety and all the other stuff involved too. Uh, and I think we've discussed it on other podcasts that it almost ruined his relationship with his the mother of his children and uh, he's been going out of his way to not let that happen. Right. So he's had a lot of stuff going on. Plus his things have been uh, optioned by Lionsgate and that stuff Mm. is real big time and has been making moves recently and he's very involved in that. Um, So he's just like busy guy. Very, he's been very, very busy, and okay. of course, he wrote that. Uh, if you listen to the most, the episode that came on before this one, yeah, uh, the graphic novel, right? The gra- he wrote that graphic novel, yeah, and he also wrote uh, uh, uh the slow, slow regard sound thing. Yeah, I wasn't sure if <sighs> he wrote the other short story between the. Re- I yeah. think he did, but that was so. my point. Was I wanted because. That's what he's been up to. Yeah. He's been busy. Hopefully yeah. things have been... Uh, th- he's been supposedly hunkering down to get this stuff worked on, which is really exciting for me, and I didn't really know until like a couple days ago. But I want to go ahead and go on the record of saying he is absolutely not the worst offender. Okay, I, no. that's, that's going to be my, my no, first question. No, he's not. Okay. Who do you think is the worst offender, Derek? George R. R. Martin. Martin. No, I'm going to say it's Lynch. You think? Because here's why. Okay, so you haven't... So here's why your two guys are not the worst offender. Now, keep in mind, when I say worst offender, I just say, like, the who has done the worst yeah, job of fulfilling yeah. fan expectations. But that doesn't mean that they're bad people. They have yeah. their reasons. I think every one of these people has very good reasons for why they haven't finished their series. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, since the last uh, King Killer book, you've March got... first. You've gotten... Uh, you've gotten... Things. You've gotten content. You've got, yeah. like, the lightning tree... Uh, which is great. You've got is that the Bass short story? Yeah, the, ba- the, the Bass short story. Okay. You've gotten the Slow Regard of Silent Things, which is the best thing that he's ever written. Um, you've gotten content. You've yeah. gotten interviews with him. You've gotten him. George playing. R. R. Martin. He's you, built. He's built up <coughs> Westeros in yeah, the you, interim. I mean, you've gotten a full book. Tons of novelettes, Did nov- you read novellas. That book, by the way? No, I'm not going to read a history oh, book about the Targaryens. Yeah, okay. um, but lots of short stories. Like you've gotten a ton. 
of yeah. content. It's not precisely the content that you want, but a ton of content. Lynch, lots of prequels, a lot of side quests. Lynch hasn't really like been doing st- near that I can tell hasn't really done fuck all with gentleman bastards anything. Um, so that's why I think he's the worst. quote unquote worst offender. Um, that said, uh, he's also the one he's written one most recently. <laughs> Yeah. And also is the one that seemingly will probably, his will be the next one to come out. Probably. Probably. Fairly safe bet. Um, If you knew now that you were going to have to wait for fucking ever, would you have waited to read these books? uh, No. It it really just depends on what it is. Like these, well, here's, no, it, it also depends. But like, who you're but, asking. I, but that's I'm oh, definitely which. hardcore waiting on the Sanderson his epic fantasy. I've stopped reading those. I want to wait till the whole thing is out because epic th- fantasy is very different from this style of fantasy. Here's the thing, though. Who are we talking about here? Now, I would have never not read Rothness, even if I had known I was going to like it as much as I am. I would- see, and I feel like the Rothness books, like if if Doors of Stone never comes out. I am okay. I don't feel like there's anything in um, Wise Man's Fear that left me hanging. Well, it's to a degree. I want to know more. I have a de- I have a I have a desire for more, but I don't feel like the story is just well because the story's done. told in the past. I, I mean, he's okay. going. Well, yeah. no, no, that's what I'm saying yeah. though. Is like you, yeah, he, he has a built-in sense of not. Yeah, uh, you know that you know that no matter what turns the story takes, that Quoth is alive at right. the end. So, I mean, I want more of the King Killer because it is incredibly good. But I don't feel like I've been fucking gypped if I don't get more. With a Song of Ice and Fire, like. Is this bitch dead or not? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Dance of Dragons ends in like Jon Snow's laying in the snow. What? Is he dead? Is he not dead? We don't fucking know. The TV show tells us, but that's is that is that the actual story or is that just spoiler? I'm going to go ahead and bet you one million percent that that is the story. It probably is, but I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Is True. like I, you you have literally stopped me in the middle of a story. So here's the thing. It depends which. Uh... Which way you fall on the argument of what exactly it is that George R. R. Martin is doing with these books? It's a very interesting going conversation. off on a tangent. I enjoy the world. I like the depth that everything that we've got going on in well, Westeros. But you have to. You, well, here's my question because he, he you're the only one that's read it. So, yeah. well, I've read the first two. So here's here's the the two <clears throat> the things I have heard about it the most are. That it's a series built around, um, what's the term where you go against the grain? Deconstructing. Deconstructing the the genre. Or it's a series that deconstructs the genre in a means of tricking you before reinstating the... I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because the general idea is... All, you know, you know, no one's safe. People can just drop off the map mm-hmm. amongst those. That's the deconstruction aspect. Yeah. It's just like but then if at the end Jon Snow ends up being the chosen of, one the whole time, and, right? Yeah, then it's it turns. It, it goes that as a misdirect yeah. the entire time, yeah. and it's building. 
the the most true version, version of it of possible. it by oh, that, by yeah, yeah which is neat. the argument that i've heard the most cool okay. great so, super but you got to so, give me the rest of the story for me to figure that out <laughs> all right so here's like. <laughs> here's the question who do you think is most likely to not finish their series martin martin he's got a whole ass another book at least, at mm-hmm. least one more, because that's and he's yeah. that's the oldest, and that's assuming yeah. he actually like flipped people off when they were like, "Bitch, you're getting old and you're not real healthy," and he was like, "Man, fuck you." Well, he thing is though, he is super rich, so he can afford the best healthcare possible. He can, he can afford to bathe in the blood of yeah, you know. sure. I mean, he is an yeah. overweight old guy, but he is seemingly other than that. I mean, spry. I, yeah, no, no I health too issues. Am, I too am old um, and overweight. But here's the thing. If you think about it, when he's done with that, he's done with Westeros, really and truly. Like, the series is uh-huh. done. Rothfuss has already said, this is just the prequel. Yeah, well, and, my thing is, and is other, we've had this conversation. Well, so Rothfuss said, this is just the prequel. And Lynch has said, this is, the, there's a seven, seven book. Books. It's actually 14. It's seven really? books, 20-year time jump, seven more books. I think the most likely to not finish is going to be Rothfuss. Um, if... Just because you need to rephrase that sentence or the the question. The who's most likely to not finish their series? Finish their what? series. Their series. The whole the whole last series. The whole thing. It's going to be Rothfuss. There's no way. Well, because not the pace that he he goes. We've already had this argument, and I'm getting heated right now. <laughs> no, he'll fin- but, no. He will definitely finish doors. He'll finish the trilogy, but yeah. not not well, the series. Well, for, depends what he decides. What I don't know what he wants to do. Like. Well, that might just be the ba- end of- based on what he has said, this is a prequel trilogy. Yeah, but that might be all he's going to do with Quoth. Okay. He's never said he's going to do more yeah, with Quoth. But, but- well, if this Actually, is a I think prequel, it's a prequel to something. Yeah. Whatever that something is, mm-hmm. is what I'm basically what I'm it's saying. It's a prequel to Bast being a badass and fucking rampant. Who do you think is most likely to finish? Rothfuss. Crickets. I I think it's going to be Martin. I don't know, man. Just ornery. He's just going to, like, fuck you guys. Well, because... I just just don't... His his stuff slowed down most dramatically with the show. Because he was heavily involved with the show. I think it's just that he has a definitive endpoint that's super within sight. And so, like, I I think... I really do think that he's... We're going to get Wins and Winner soon ish relatively and then because i mean you could see he turned out the first couple books first three books like two years two years two years now granted they have gotten thicker but i don't think it's it is now outrageous to believe that he will live for 10 more years and i think in 10 years we could get the last two books my only concern about him not being able to finish is those he went off on a tan like such tangents uh, and all of these different plot okay. lines but, and stuff to to wrap it up. Yeah, but here's the thing: that you just you have, have some dragons well, no, go you, out there and kill not, them, and then you, you don't have, have to not address read it. as much fantasy as me and Derek. Yeah. You haven't read near. I don't think you've read any real epic fantasy, right? Oh wow, you really haven't. Welcome, welcome to epic fantasy. Yeah, that's what this um, is. Like really and true. Like this got. This I haven't got, read this. This, this so. got brought up per, in the perfect example. Someone on Fantasy Subreddit asked, is like, dude, I'm on like book three of the Wheel of Time series. How the fuck does this get to 14 books? <laughs> like, how, <laughs> like, how? It's like, how? 
And they were like, because Bruh. you have not met so many characters that get multi-book plot arcs. arcs. Yeah. Like, that's the nature of this genre is creep. Now, you hate, you're seemingly not a fan of that because you want to get to the end. And I would argue that is probably my biggest problem with epic fantasy as well. Wheel of Time should have been a 10-book series at most. A lot of these plot arcs, they could have just cut out. And so, but that's just... Welcome to Epic Fantasy. Yeah. You're, you're, this is just like, what comes with it. If if he had written, you know, books one, two, three, four, done them in chronological order, and then threw in book five, which was, hey, this shit was happening at the same time, but with the Sand Snakes and with yeah. the Greyjoys and bullshit, it was like, cool, great. I probably would have skipped that. But That's why he didn't do it that way. That's why he didn't do it that way. Yeah. Eh, All right. Eh, whatever. Last question. You're just whoever. All right. So Martin has already straight up said that if he dies, no one gets to finish it. Yeah. Because he's a dick. Well, we're um, gonna we're gonna get supposedly the the big plot points of the TV show, and we're just gonna have to settle with that. Right. So, but assume take take that aside. Yeah. Your person dies. Yeah. Who do you pick to pick up and re and write the series? So you, I I've got pick? all right for uh, for Lynch. I get Stephen Bruce. Who writes the Vlad Talto series? Yeah, he's he can do mystery heisty type stuff. He and I think he would do a good job at it. For Martin, the only person that makes any sense is James S. A. Corey. That that two people that write as one. Yeah, because one of them is literally George R. R. Martin's like personal assistant. Fair. Like he has access to all the all the, all the, the stuff. thought part the thought processes. Yeah. Um, and weirdly, if Patrick Rothfuss died, I'd get Scott Lynch to. Take over. There's only one correct answer to all of these. Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson. I was actually thinking Sander. I would enjoy like Sanderson finishing up. Uh, the thing the is, Song of like, Ice and Fire. I don't. I wouldn't. Uh... He writes really good female characters. The reason I would want him to do a Song of Ice and Fire is like he seems to write really good female characters. And at this juncture in the story, a there's lot the a lot of female POV characters and stuff like that. So I think, my, he, I think he would not botch it. My backup for Rothfuss would be Hob. Robin Hob. Oh, oh Derek just yeah. made a mess. Y'all yikes. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. So what <laughs> I, I thought about, I, I really like Robin Hobbs books typically aren't as complex as, I mean, there's a lot of complexity to the Kingkiller books that's not quite as present in, and that's no one Lynch, Lynch does. No really, one, no one should finish Rothfuss's books if he dies. Like, it's just you're not going to be able to do it justice, especially since the majority of the majority of what makes those books great aren't the plot, anyways. It's, it's the wording, the character, and the wording. The, the way he tells it, he's like, "Yeah, I, I have no idea what I'm doing plot wise. Yeah. Like, I'm just." I'm, ah. Like that's the thing yeah. he's the least experienced with. The thing he's least competent in his opinion with. Uh, so I originally would have said Sanderson, but the more I think, and that's mostly because I know he is capable of writing in a more. Um, he he writes very workmanlike. We've had this conversation. Yeah, straight. But he can do. But I but I have faith that he understands what he would need to do to try and get that feel. I just don't think anyone yeah. it just doesn't Tongue. you're not you're not gonna do it. What? Who would who should take over for George R. R. Martin? 
It probably San- you say Sanderson. Yeah, it said Sanderson. Well, okay. I didn't know if you okay. said that you were thinking that, but no, I mean that was that was my choice, just because I think he would do a good job with all the the female I would, characters uh, that we have, because anybody can write dudes for the most so part. So the most intriguing choice I saw because this came up, um, someone said that the best person who could do the characters would be uh, Joe Amber Crombie. The best person who could do the plot world building would be Scott Baker. Uh, hmm. If you could take those two and get them to write the series together, together. it'd be George R. R. Martin. Hmm. So yeah, all right. Neat. So let us know. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts. Email us. Yes. Oh shit, we have a. Um, you don't have your phone. No, no shit. I forgot. We have a we have a five star review, and I said that I would read our five star reviews Gosh. on. Uh, if you leave us if you leave us a review on iTunes, we'll I will I will read it on the air. So let me let me read this. So, this iTunes review is by Not Pepper. <laughs> uh, Hi, Not Pepper. So, what? he says, you don't like books, you're dumb. <laughs> you don't like booze, you're boring. You don't like beards, you're scared. <laughs> Be a person and listen to this podcast. Oh my god, yes. that is amazing. I need that like tattooed on my arm. I mean, I feel like that I mean, should that's... be a shirt. We oh should do gosh. that as a shirt. So... Yeah. I would I would wear yeah. the fuck yeah. out of shirt. So our right, friends but... on the uh, Rushmore podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was our buddies over on the Rushmore podcast. So um <laughs> That was so good. Great. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, leave us a review on iTunes, uh, and I will read it on the air. Yeah. And uh uh, please shoot us an email. I want to know what your thoughts are. Who do you think is the worst offender? Um, are be... there any people that we're just not thinking about? Like, I know... oh, Brandon Sanderson. Oh, oh actually, that. some. Uh, so here's the weird thing that uh, Jim Butcher, Aeronauts Windless. Oh man, 2015. <laughs> it's been four years. Well, yeah. see, well, the other thing we didn't mention was when did these books come out? Rothfuss. Look, I'm perfectly willing to wait for a Rothfuss book. Yeah, it's getting dangerously close to a decade. Yeah. That's where I'm kind of drawing the line. Here. Yeah. So yeah, uh, these are these three names are the ones I always hear. The biggest one. Jim. There's Jim Butcher. Other ones. Jim Butcher was a surprise name that kind of cropped up. I was like, oh well, yeah, I hadn't really. He's normally thought about pretty prolific. Yes, what he, he was is. doing is, and he he hasn't done a new Dresden Files book in yeah. a while either. He did a short story collection instead, I think. But yeah. Because I love that Aeronauts the Windless. Yeah. Movie. The cat. Little mouse. Little mouse. Little mouse. I wish we could have that voice actor on here. Just I just to... want him to like narrate stuff for me and just little mouse. Little mouse. It was great. All right. That was the only part of that book I enjoyed. So, oh uh, my God, you're the worst guy out of my house. As you stroll <laughs> down the driveway of your week, <laughs> I hope that you don't trip over the little bit of grass that is growing up in the cracks and that the <laughs> blessing of the beard will be upon you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.